Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. The four skills every mentor needs. Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. This is businessisgood.com. And whether you are a business coach or a business mentor, or you're a manager or a CEO, these are four skills that you need to lead the people who are following you to make your business great or to make their own great. I own the largest mentorship practice in the world for gym owners. There are over 900 gyms currently in our program, each with their own one-on-one mentor. And these mentors are trained and they're drilled and they're tested and they're taught nonstop. They're quizzed on our material, but more importantly, they're taught how to mentor and coach someone. When I started mentoring other people, I didn't have any of these skills and I didn't know how to get them. I didn't even know that I needed them. But as I got better, I became obsessed with developing myself as a mentor and sharing these lessons with my team. So even if you're not a business coach, these will help you lead your clients, lead your team, and anybody else who seeks your guidance. So here are the four skills that every mentor needs to make their clients successful. The first is state change. This sounds like, I can't solve my problems because... When somebody seeks your help, they're usually not in a great mental place. They've likely been ruminating on the problems that they're facing nonstop. And they're probably stuck. They can't think of anything else, so they're not making progress anywhere else in their life. And their business problem is probably affecting their personal relationships or vice versa. We call this being past-focused, or sometimes we might call it being in story mode. When somebody's in this state, no advice that you give them will help them. You have to get them out of that rut, or you'll spend your time with them listening to them just repeat their story over and over. You're not a therapist. Your job is to keep them moving forward, but first you have to stop them from moving backward. To do it, use future-focused exercises. So ask for a few bright spots. Ask them where they'd like to be a week from now. Find some small wins for them. Show them their progress over time. Pick any one of those tactics, interrupt their storytelling mode, and then pivot to the next step, which is diagnosis. Diagnosis means you have to be good at figuring out what their actual problem is. So now you turn to their business metrics. How's their revenue? How's their profit? How's their ARM? Is their length of engagement slipping? You need to become a scientist now. So examine their situation as objectively as you can. Instead of asking, why do you think this is happening? which will lead to further rumination, you need to take the lead. Well, hey, Chris, looking at your P&L from last month, it seems like your revenue has gone down, but your staff costs stayed the same. Why is that? Now, this is a bit of a high wire act. You have to get from point A, which is their problem, to point B, the solution, but you also have to keep holding them up above the story that they're telling themselves and that they want to tell you. For example, if their staffing is really inefficient, they might say something like, nobody listens to me or nobody respects me or nobody has any common sense or all these Gen Z guys are so lazy. But the real issue might be that the staff are untrained and the leader is micromanaging them. So it's also really important for me to say this. If you're always fighting fires when somebody comes to you for help, then you're only playing defense. A good mentor gets their client out of rumination and back to working on their plan as quickly as possible. If short-term problems 
have to be solved first, then get to the root of that problem and solve it. But don't let their short-term problems distract you from the overall goal. The third skill every mentor needs is the skill of prescription. What is the plan? You need to be able to tell them the plan. So after you diagnose their problem objectively, you need to map out the plan to resolve it and grow the business. So I would say start with their overall goal and work backward to their current spot and then break that plan down into the smallest steps. Make each of those steps what we call eight-year-old easy, which means give them the simplest possible action. You want them to feel like, hey, this assignment's too easy for me, and then ask for more rather than, well, this is a big project, but I think I can handle it. Because while they're talking to you in person, they feel more confident, they feel more energized, it's all fresh. They won't feel that way later on when they're on their own. And so they won't have that confidence, that knowledge, to get them moving. You have to give them steps that feel almost too easy. If you have to address an urgent matter, then yeah, slow down the overall plan, but don't ever veer away from it into always solving problems and always putting out fires. So for example, if the CEO is micromanaging their staff, then they might need to write a staff playbook. And this will improve the delivery of the service and project and their product, right? And it's a big project, but it can derail the CEO from growing the company. So a good mentor would give them a good template to start from with maybe a few blanks to fill in. And then they'll break the process of writing the playbook into tiny steps like, hey Jim, tomorrow when you get out of your car, carry a notepad and record all the little things that you're doing while you're opening your bakery in the morning. That's your opening checklist. And then put that in your playbook. And then move on to your marketing plan for the next hour. Do your CEO work. And then when you're closing the bakery tomorrow night, record all the little things that you do when you're closing the bakery. And that's your closing checklist. Put that in your playbook. Now this way, the CEO is fixing their current problem while they're still working on the plan to grow the company. And because they're making progress, they'll feel like they have momentum instead of feeling stuck. But you have to make it sometimes eight-year-old easy for them. The, the fourth skill I want to talk about is the skill of follow-up. Did they do the action? So most of your clients don't need more knowledge. They need to act on what they already know. Newer mentors will often say something like, oh, hey, one more thing at the end of the call, or hey, well, I've got you when you're meeting in person. And then they'll bomb the client with more work or a podcast to download or some new book to read. And this is a mistake. So imagine the example that I used above, the bakery CEO. The CEO's problem is that they're micromanaging the staff at the bakery. And if they're working on a staff playbook, even if it's just one page every day, and they're also working on their marketing plan for maybe one hour every day, that's more than enough. It's probably the max they can handle. Many CEOs won't actually be able to manage both without follow-up and like strict deadlines. But if you add one more thing, like, hey, did you read that new book? It'll usually stop their progress because they'll usually choose to work on the easiest thing, reading the book or listening to the podcast, over doing the harder thing that they don't wanna do, which is writing their playbook. And so when you meet them again, I guarantee they'll have listened to the podcast or read the book that you suggested, but their business won't be any better. This follow-up that you have to do with these clients can be asynchronous. You can check in at random or at set intervals. You don't need another appointment. You could just send a text that says, hey, how's the playbook coming? And that's powerful when they don't expect it. Or you can give them a deadline. Hey, I'm going to email you on Friday to check on your progress. That'll also help them get the work done. You can schedule these for yourself or you can schedule the emails to auto send. But the more they're struggling, the more they need you to walk with them. Good mentors are empathetic scientists. They've been in the client's shoes, but they know how to get those shoes moving forward instead of just sitting in the mud. More than knowledge, mentors need skills 
to get their client to their goal. And these skills require practice, but ultimately they are our job. I hope this helped you as a CEO, as a leader, as a business coach or mentor. If they did and you'd like to talk more, please go to businessisgood.com. That will take you to our website. You can read our blogs. You can also choose to join our community of CEOs and founders worldwide. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business Is Good. And I hope these skills make you a better leader, whoever your followers might be. Thanks for listening to Business Is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog posts or podcasts that I put on the Business Is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.